Take your Bibles and let's start in the book of Isaiah uh, this morning. Isaiah chapter uh, 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Who uh, is this uh, season all about? Uh, And I would say the pre-incarnate Christ. Think about uh, dates and where we are in world history. Uh, 2033, it will be 2,000 years since Jesus Christ died on the, on the cross. And that's, that's coming up pretty fairly quickly. Uh, Ten years from now, it'll be 2,000 years since that event took place. Uh, in the year 2000, it was, or 2001-3, uh, somewhere right in that uh, time frame, 2,000 years since Christ came, was born. Now, right now, in that timeline, and go back 2,000 years, he would have been just about 23 years of age 2,000 years ago, walking on this earth. Not as a man of wealth or of influence, not a man of power. As a matter of fact, born into poverty. Uh, the, the, uh, his stepdad, Joseph, a carpenter, <clears throat> reared in obscurity. What was he doing at 23? No, nobody, nobody really knows. In the carpenter shop. But at 12 years of age, we know that he was in the temple and that the, those that were in authority marveled at his wisdom. Was he a traveler? Not really. Uh, not really. Stating, he stayed in only one region during his entire uh, lifetime. <clears throat> Yet, he has a worldwide influence. Who? Jesus Christ. Pre-incarnate Christ. Only once in his lifetime did he even cross a national boundary. And that was when he was two years of age. In Matthew chapter uh, two, the wise men came two years after Christ was about two years of age. And Matthew chapter two, uh, they tell us that he went to the house where the young child was. Uh, most uh, manger scenes would put the uh, the wise men at the manger. It's not biblically accurate. The wise men came there two years after. But in uh, Matthew uh, chapter two, uh, Herod said to the wise men, when you find the Christ, come back and tell me where he is so that I may uh, come and worship him. And his desire was not to worship. His desire was to eliminate a threat to his throne. And the wise men were warned in a dream uh, that that was not Herod's intent. And as a result, they went back to their country a different way. And when Herod realized that they were not coming back, they had stood him up, uh, he sought to kill the child. And, um, and, and so, in order to identify the threat to his throne, to eliminate that threat, he killed every child two years of age and under, Matthew tells us. But Joseph was warned to take the young child and flee, and he fled into Egypt. And that was the only time that we see that Christ uh, was crossed a, a boundary. Now, you will not find in the Bible or in secular history any recorded formal education or training, yet by age 12, the uh, PhDs of this world, the religious guys, the guys that were schooled in the law and prophets, they marveled at his wisdom. When he walked on the face of the earth and he 
uh, interacted, they were they were always amazed. Said, who who is who is this guy? The son of the carpenter. How how does he know these things? Uh, they marvelled at his wisdom. He held those scholars in his in amazement. If you ever had a medical issue, and Mrs. Bishop and I talk to people regularly who have medical problems, and they go to the doctor, and my favorite phrase is after people talk to me and say, well, he's trying this, and he's trying this, and he's trying this, and I said, the doctor gives new meaning to practicing medicine. <clears throat> it just seems like they're practicing. Now, they, they don't have the answer, but Jesus Christ healed without medicine. An amazing, amazing thing. When it came to raging seas, he spoke calm. He received no payment for his services. He never wrote a book. Yet all the libraries in the world cannot contain the books written about him. Never founded a college. Yet all the schools combined could not boast as many students as he has. People that all over the world today... And this evening and Wednesday and many times Monday through Saturday gather to study about him, his word, his wisdom. He heals broken hearts, causes commerce to stop, which bugs New York. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday, but they're in uh uh, in the rest areas, and New York State is trying to pass legislation to force Chick-fil-A to open on Sunday. They don't like the fact that commerce stops in the name of Jesus Christ. But isn't that amazing that it does? Herod could not destroy him. The grave could not contain him. His name, Jesus Christ. We're in Isaiah chapter 9. Look at verse 6. For unto us... A child is born unto us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And in verse 6, I was listening to a man preach from this passage just recently, and I don't know what version of the Bible that he was studying out of. I know what version he was preaching out of, but he eliminated a comma. <coughs> And instead of being called wonderful, comma, counselor, comma, he, he put the two together. He eliminated that comma. And then it became, he became wonderful counselor. He was not wonderful counselor. His name was wonderful. His name was counselor. Two, two different names. What a difference a comma can make. He shall be called wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And he was wonderful. People that were healed by him would say, man, he is wonderful. The dead that received life would say, man, he is wonderful. Martha and Mary, as they went to the grave of Lazarus, and Jesus crawled out, called out, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came forth to say, he, he is wonderful. And he shall be called wonderful. And he was. He should be called Counselor. Again, at 12 years of age, as he stood there and marveled those, those PhDs in religious uh, matters and in, the, in the law, uh, Old Testament law and prophets, at 12 years of age. At 12 years of age, I couldn't marvel the dentist. But he marveled the scholars. 
counselor. What do you call a lawyer in court? Counselor. Because he is skilled in the law. Jesus Christ, one of his names, be known as counselor. The mighty God. Nicodemus struggled with that in John chapter 3. We know thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do the miracles that thou doest except God be with him, but was not prepared to say that he was God. You sit down and talk to a Muslim person and say, uh, Jesus Christ, and they'll agree, Jesus Christ, as Nicodemus did in John chapter 3, he was a good teacher, uh, came from God, uh, he did miracles. Uh, many Muslims believe that he is coming again. <clears throat> but you get to John 3.16, which is what the conversation again that Jesus had with Nicodemus, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And he shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God. Nicodemus, I am the mighty God, the only begotten Son of God. That caused Nicodemus to stop. When I quote that verse to uh, Muslim folks that I engage in spiritual conversation, uh, they say, they'll raise their hand and say, I have a problem with that. And I'll say, I know you do. But nonetheless, he is the mighty God, as only begotten stipulates. He is not one of many. He is the only begotten of the Father. The Prince of Peace. Verse 7 says, Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And we're going to come... Uh, we're going to spend some time here, but I want to read you just one verse from Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1 has a lineage of Jesus Christ, uh, starting at verse 18, chapter 1. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when Mary, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus." For he shall save his people from their sin. Luke chapter 2. <clears throat> We're familiar with this. Verse 7 says, She brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there was in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, 
which is Christ the Lord. What is his name? Jesus Christ. <clears throat> What's in a name? <clears throat> we like names. I, I enjoy studying names. Alexander the Great. Uh, we like that name. People know that name. They're familiar with that name. And if you said Alexander the, people would fill in the blank, great. But what is there, what was great about him? Well, I don't, I don't know. It was Alexander the Great. And some people may be able to tell you a thing or two about his life or what came. Uh, but uh, most of them, while they are familiar with the name, uh, they are not very familiar with his exploits. What day was he born? Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know. What day did he die? I couldn't, couldn't tell you. <clears throat> but Jesus Christ, we know that he was born. We celebrate it for a season we know that he rose again. We celebrate that for a season. Alexander the Great stood at Gaza's gates. Let me in or be destroyed. No heed was given. But heed is given to Jesus Christ today. Albert. Albert who? Albert was an eccentric Swiss postal clerk. Pretty much overlooked by everyone until he went to the board one day and he wrote E equals MC squared. An eccentric postal clerk. Albert Einstein, of course. When was he born? I couldn't tell you. When did he die? He did. What do you know about him? Uh, e equals mc squared. That's, that's about it. A brilliant man, certainly. Celebrated in math circles to an extent. But Jesus Christ is celebrated by all. You think about names, Napoleon, Stalin, Mao, Satan. You think about people of power. You say the name Rothschild, Getty, Rockefeller. You think of people of wealth. You think of, think of Washington, Churchill, uh, George Patton, General Patton. You think of people of bravery. Uh, Leonardo, Titian, Van Gogh. You think of beauty. You say God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You think of salvation. I think of his birth, I think of salvation. Some 420 names for him in, in, in Scripture, some of which are pointed out in Isaiah chapter 9. Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Five of them. There are 223 names for God in the Old Testament. There are some 195 names for him in the New Testament Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. We have a sin problem. I sat down uh, probably in November. It was in Springfield with a group of area businessmen uh, that had gathered uh, for lunch. And I uh, went around the room and we introduced ourselves. And I said, I'm Philip Bishop. I am the pastor of Lighthouse Baptist Church. I am the chaplain uh, for Franconia Police Station, Fairfax County Police. And I'm here to tell you that mankind has a sin problem and there is a solution. It's in the blood of Jesus Christ. They have a sin problem. Throughout the day, when people gather, 
whether it's uh, Rick and I and uh, Dustin at the Krispy Kreme on Tuesday morning or in someone's home or with a group of businessmen in Springfield or people at Christmas time, inevitably somebody is going to start to talk about crime and a crime problem, especially when they uh, know my background and know uh, that interest that I have uh, in law and law enforcement. And they'll ask me questions about what is going on. And inevitably, it'll come to mankind has a sin problem. And that, that is not an abnormality. That is a normal. Man has a sin problem. Man needs a solution. And the solu- there's only one solution, and that's the blood of Jesus Christ. They shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. There is a sin problem. A Savior is needed. He is the only solution. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven, none other name. None given among men whereby we must be saved. Colossians chapter 3 verse 17 says, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Philippians chapter 2 verse 10 says, hey, Preacher, I'll never, I'll never bow. And I've met people like that. I, I will never bow the knee. I've got news for you. God's Word got, has, has news for you. Philippians chapter 2, verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every tongue shall confess. You can do it now and embrace Him as your Savior. But someday every single person will acknowledge you are exactly who you said you are. If you ignore that, you ignore that to your peril, to your eternal destruction. You want to have some fun? Uh, tomorrow's uh, Christmas. Some of you, many of you will be getting together with family or friends and you have plans and things that you're going to be doing. If you want to have some fun tomorrow and if things get a little bit boring and uh, things start to drag along. And if you're at a, if you're at a home and they, uh, they, are, they are liberal Minded, they have a liberal bent. Just bring up the name Trump, and that'll that'll light the fire in the room. <clears throat> what? Because that's a name. That's a name. That with that name, when was he born? I, I don't know when he was born. When did he die? He hasn't died yet, <laughs> but he's still alive and he's still kicking. Last I checked, and that is a polarizing name. Uh, if you're around a room of conservatives tomorrow. And you want to have some fun. Uh, bring up the name Biden. When was he born? I don't, I don't know. I know that he was. He's still alive. Um, Bidenomics and how that is affecting your bottom, uh, bottom line. And you, you really embrace it. And you're going to vote for him uh, next time around. And uh, watch, watch the room light up. Well, it'll light up. It'll, it'll be a Christmas to remember. Those two names. Why? Because those names are polarizing. The name of Jesus Christ is polarizing. For years, Mrs. Bishop and I would gather Thanksgiving, Christmas time uh, with uh, some family. There, uh, there was a man with special events uh, that would show up. He was a, a businessman. He was uh, high up in a company. 
And, uh, and he, you could ask him a question about anything. His name was Bob, Robert. And uh, he could answer you on that. But when I would bring up Jesus Christ, he would literally raise his hand and say, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Why? Because the name is polarizing. So when I would go to an event and I know, knew that he was going to be there and I knew that he was unsaved and I knew that I was only going to get one phrase in, he wasn't going to have a conversation about Christ. Uh, it, and it was immediate that the conversation was going not not explode. He was always kind and gracious, but he was very adamant that he was not going to discuss Jesus Christ. It was a Thanksgiving before he died. He was going to die the next year. He did not know that. And I said, uh, Bob, can I tell you something that really amazes me about you? He said, sure. I mean, who wouldn't want to know something that is amazing about them? He said, it amazes me about you that you are able to intelligently talk about any conversation, of any, any question that I have, whether it be business, finance, stock market, world economy, uh, he, his amazing mind, except for one. And his curiosity was picked. Here is this guy that is saying he is amazed that I can talk about every topic except for one. I want to know what that topic is so I can talk about that. And I said, Jesus Christ. And he said, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. And the hand came up. Now, the next year, just before he passed away, I was able to lead him to Christ. Phone rang and said, hey, uh, uh, so-and-so, Bob, Bob wants you to come visit him. I said, Bob doesn't want me to come visit him. Bob is not interested in anything I have to say. He said, no, I really think Bob wants you to come visit. And I walked in the room. He was, uh, it was a, a large house, a, a man, a, I'll say a mansion, uh, out in the Winchester area. And I walked in, and he was laying. They had worked up in the uh, uh, kind of, a, uh, they had a, a uh, family room over here and a kitchen and dining room over here. And there was a kind of an alcove uh, a sitting area where you could see out uh, over the countryside. And they had a hospital bed there for him. And he was in the hospital bed and his family left. And I said, Bob, what can I do for him? Reached down over the side of his bed and he pulled up a Bible and he reached, handed it towards me and he said, I want, you, I want to know everything you know about this book. And on that day, he trusted Jesus Christ as his Savior. Jesus Christ. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. <clears throat> What's in a name? What a change his name uh, proclaims. Uh, when Bob trusted Christ as his Savior, then he wanted to know and uh, did discipleship books and asked questions and all kinds of things. Christmas, uh, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and his birth changed the world. When I go to the store uh, or, or hand someone uh, come to Home Depot and reach in my pocket and hand somebody gospel track, or uh, down here at the auto park, I'll, I'll, I'll pull this paper out and I'll hand it to the person, and they look at it like, what in the world is this? And I say, this, this, is, this is information that has literally changed the course of my life. Wouldn't you like to know something that has changed the course of someone's life? 
And I'll walk away and there'll be people waiting in line, waiting to be waited on. And they'll be opening it up to see what kind of information in a little piece of paper could have changed someone's life. And you can boil it down to a name. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Nineteen years of age, I was on the road, the path of destruction, and met Jesus Christ. And people look at me, and, and you might even think, well, I was never on the road to destruction. You are absolutely on the road to destruction without Christ. You just don't know you are. But at 19 years of age, I recognized that I was on my way to a devil's hell, on the path to road to destruction. I was not on my way to a jail. I was not a bad kid. I was a good kid. I was in, I was in college. I was studying. I was getting good grades. I was a diligent student, but I had a sin problem and I needed a solution. And there is only one name that will provide that solution is Jesus Christ. Changed the course of my life. <clears throat> Wonderful counselor. Notice in our text this morning that the is capitalized. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That is not by accident part of the title. Why, why is that? Because he is not a mighty God like you can choose whatever God you want. He is not a everlasting Father like there might be seven to choose from. He is the everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. And he changed the world. We're talking this week, you would think that Satan might get the idea that he is a defeated foe. Revelation chapter 20, we've been memorizing that this past year, and Satan is going to be bound for a thousand years. We've been quoting that scripture on Sunday morning during the Sunday school hour, Revelation chapter 20, and Satan bound for a thousand years over and over again. What is Satan going to be? He's going to be bound for a thousand years. And uh, so, is he familiar with that scripture? You, you better know he's familiar with that scripture. And he's going to be loose a little season. And go up, up, he went up on, a, on the breath of the earth and he came to the camp of the saints about in the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and destroyed him. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Satan is familiar with that, but he says to himself, I'm going to be the exception. You are not going to be the exception. Satan is not going to be the exception. You better embrace the solution to sin. That is Jesus Christ. There is only one. What a change. Again, for unto us a son, a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Wonderful, extraordinary. The textbook definition is this, a phenomenon lying outside the realm of human explanation. Counselor, a king coming to give counsel to his people. And from the very beginning in Matthew chapter 5, 
The Beatitudes have confounded the world. They were amazed at his wisdom. Isaiah chapter 42. Verse 1. Behold my servant whom I uphold. Mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth, I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail, nor be discouraged, till he have set judgment in the earth, and the isle shall wait for his law. Thus saith God, the Lord, He that created the heavens and stretched them out. I love that phrase because if you go to the uh, NSF, the National Science Foundation website, they'll describe the universe as we know it as not being a square or a cube or a ball. And they'll say on their website, it's as if it were stretched out. It's, it's always neat when science catches up to the Bible. And stretch them out. He that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it. He that giveth bread unto the people upon it and, the, and spirit to them that walk therein. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light to the Gentiles. That would be you and that would be me. Aren't you glad for that light? To do what? To open the blind eyes. Verse 7 of Isaiah 42 says, To bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. Uh, 2024, we're going to have a change in focus a little bit of our Friday Night Reformers Unanimous program. The Friday Night program is going to become by appointment only. And we're looking to take the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the fact that the gospel frees you from the bondage of sin into the local jails. The Bible will do that. Verse 8 says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. So what's in a name? Lenore, light. Lenore walks into the room, she brings light, but that's what her name means. Teresa, to harvest, comes from a Spain, Portugal, Italian background. Thomas, means strong. And it's interesting, I looked up Thomas, because I figured you'd be here, and Thomas would be here. Uh, Thomas, and this is what the definition said. If you want a strong, masculine name, Thomas is the name you should go with. means twin. Uh, you guys don't look like twins, but anyways. <clears throat> Colleen. Means girl. <laughs> wow, we know Colleen is a girl. It's a beautiful name. Well, what does it mean? Girl. Right, that's, that's, that's it. <clears throat> What's in a name? What's in a name? Wisdom is in a name, and the, we tend to look at a name and think, as we name a child, Dustin. That's an interesting name. Dustin comes from the Old English, German, 
Old Norse, probably, from Torsten, people speculate. The hammer of Thor, if you like to draw from that family lineage. But the English, Dustin, have a tendency to say that the name Dustin came as a result of the dusty season that they had and dust storms. And so they just started naming their kid Dusty because they looked, they reminded them of the dust storm. I don't know. You can go either way. Wisdom. Jesus Christ. What does that name mean to me? It means Savior. Forgiveness. Gives me hope for the future. Gives me the ability to look at someone who has lost a spouse or who has been diagnosed with cancer or is in uh, Mount Vernon Hospital where I was just uh, this week, Mount Vernon Hospital, ministering to a guy who is on a ventilator and he was able, all he was able to do was to raise his hand, raise a thumb and to bat his eyes. That was just about it. To be able to look at him and say, there is hope. From a medical standpoint, there is not hope. As the doctors look at him, there is not hope. Had a man asked me recently, he said, Preacher, would you pray for me that I would have the strength of my youth? I just looked at him and I said, how old are you? Approaching 70 years of age. And I said, there is no strength of youth that is coming. You you are not going to have the strength of a 20-year-old as a 70-year-old. It is not happening to you again. But there is hope for eternal life in the name Jesus Christ. That name brings wisdom to the foolish, rest to the weary, light to those in darkness, hope to the, to the, to the despairing. To the angry, the name Jesus Christ says, sin not. To the oppressed, Jesus Christ gives deliverance. To the enslaved, he sets them free. To the fearful, he says, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. He forgives the lustful, the murderer, the vengeful, the stained, the immoral. He forgives those who are impaired by drugs and alcohol. He gives hope for those who are depressed under demonic influence or demonic depression. For what do you search? Peace. Peace will only be found in the name Jesus Christ. John chapter 14, verse 27, the scripture says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. My name is Philip. Philip means a lover of horses. And I do love horses. <clears throat> Dad would never let us have a horse on the farm <clears throat> because, as he said, horses eat money, they don't make money. And so we were not allowed to have a, a horse. But there was a, they were having a Sunday school contest. I was, I don't know, 13, maybe 14 years of age. And the first prize 
for the Sunday school contest of whoever brought the most children or most, most people to church during that uh, six, seven week campaign was a Shetland pony. And I looked at my dad and said, if I win the contest, can I have the horse? And not a horse, you know, think about a Shetland pony. <clears throat> and he said, sure, sure, he shouldn't have said that. <clears throat> Because I, I loved horses, and that's what I wanted. Uh, summer camp, I'd go to camp, and Mom would give me money for the snack bar, but I wouldn't save money. I wouldn't spend it at the snack bar. I'd hold my money back all during the summer, and I'd pay for uh, the early morning horse ride, the afternoon horse ride, uh, the evening horse ride. I was with the horses the whole time I was at camp. Uh, I just loved them. I won the Sunday school contest, and we brought home a Shetland pony. That poor thing. I mean, my, my legs hung on either side of that thing. And we'd go and check the fence line, and uh, my feet almost could touch the ground. Uh, little, little pony uh, was more than happy to find a home with a uh, after that uh, with a with a uh, a shorter, smaller, uh, lighter load. I'm I'm sure <clears throat> people like to use my name. People in church like to use my name. They get pulled over by a police officer. Do you know Philip Bishop? He's a chaplain at Franconia. And not going to get you out of ticket, I'll just say. It's not going to help. Uh, the, the, the guy at Franconia might say, Philip Bishop. No, I don't know that guy. And they know my face. They typically don't call me by my name. They might call me Chappie or Padre or, or some of them even call me Father, uh, even though I am definitely not uh, their father. <clears throat> but they don't, they don't know my name. But they know the name Jesus Christ. And every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ well, Lord, my, my name will not get you out of a ticket, but the name of Jesus Christ will get you a Savior. Provide for eternity if you'll bow and accept Him. Who spoke the dead to life? Jesus Christ. Who spoke the raging and the raging waters calmed? Jesus Christ. Who spoke and the bread and fish multiplied? Jesus Christ. Who spoke and the fig tree withered? Jesus Christ. Who spoke and enabled sinners to find purpose? Jesus Christ. Who spoke as never man spoke? Jesus Christ. John chapter 1 verse 14 says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. He was, yes, the pre-incarnate Christ. The Word, the Light, the Bread, the Water of Life, the Lamb, the Son, the Messiah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Everlasting Father, my power, my strength, my security, my hope, 
my Savior. But as I stop at a funeral service and ask the question, David said in Psalm 23, verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd. The question here this morning is, we know the Lord was David's shepherd. And I can tell you that the Lord is my shepherd. But the big question of this season that must be asked, is the Lord your shepherd? He was David's Savior. He is my Savior. But is He your Savior? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. No one is looking around. You're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I do not know Jesus Christ as my Savior. I know this is Christmas and I know we celebrate Christmas. And I know it's about Christ, but I've never accepted Him as my Savior. But this morning, God is speaking to my heart. Preacher, would you pray for me? I'm not saved. I need to be saved. God is speaking to my heart. I have a sin problem. I need a Savior. I need a solution. Will you pray for me? Slip your hand up. Hold it up for a moment. Say, Preacher, that's me. I don't have a solution to my sin. I need a Savior. Pray for me. Hold your hand up. Let me pray for you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, say, Preacher, I have a Savior. Jesus Christ is my Savior. Would you pray for me that in this holiday season, tomorrow, and the days to follow, into 2024, that God would help me to be a witness to His glorious name and point people to the Savior, even though it may be just a phrase. And help me to be a faithful witness for my Savior in 2024. And that's my desire. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that you would help us to be a witness for your name in the stores, in the family gatherings of tomorrow that are almost certain to take place for many in this room. May we be careful to name the name Jesus. In 2024, as we go into the jails and prisons and nursing homes and door-to-door, to to the 7-Elevens, to the bank, may we be faithful to proclaim the name Jesus Christ, the solution. Help us to do that, we pray in Christ's name. Every head is bowed, every eye closed. Let's stand to our feet, our heads bowed, and our eyes closed. The invitation song being played at the piano. If you want to spend a moment at the altar praying for God to help you, to be a good witness to His name in 2024. The altar is open. May God bless you as you come.